Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of Make It On Destiny podcast, the podcast that empowers you to shape your future. Yes, you heard, the podcast that empowers you to shape your future. It's currently the number one trending podcast in Tanzania and in East Africa. We've been seeing what has been going on behind the cameras. We've been seeing what has been going on behind the social media and we can't do anything than appreciate you guys for your support and we will keep pushing until the end. We're receiving a lot of hate comments, but at the end of the day, not everyone's going to look at the same vision as you. You just have to lock in and have your own vision and you'll get there at the end. We're looking forward to get to Mount Everest and on top of Mount Everest, all the way to the sky. MYOD podcast to the sky. But today here, we're filled with a professional footballer that plays in the UK. He has gone through a lot of challenges. He has gone through a lot of different stuff that we decided to bring him on here. He's on holiday. So we decided to bring him on here so that you guys could learn a thing or two, the challenges that he's facing. And for the people that have the same passion as him, maybe you could understand what is actually going on in this world. So the person is none other than Jamil. He's a professional footballer that plays in the UK and he is 20 years old. But let me not talk his spotlight. Let's let him introduce himself. Yes, Jamil, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. My name is Jamil Mashid. 20 years of age, professional footballer, and I'm a defender. Oh, that's very good, that's very good. Musa, see you're holding a ball right there. Are you, do you play football yourself? Yeah, bro. I've been playing football my whole life. And I actually wanted to become a professional footballer Yeah. at one time. I just noticed that my age was going so fast and I couldn't keep up. So I just decided to focus on business and school by that time. And I'm so excited to have a talk with Jamil today. So for those people who have dreams of becoming footballers or playing football abroad, mm. yeah, today you're going to learn everything you need to know about football from the one and only Jamil. So as always, as you know guys, we share all this information for free so that everyone watching can make their own destiny. So all we ask is to like this video, subscribe, turn the notification bell, and let's get right into it, my brothers. Uh, thank you, Musa, for the, for the message. Me, myself, I could have been a professional footballer, but you know, I had a knee injury. Oh. I could have been playing for like a very... Uh, that's, what, that's what they all say, eh? Knee injury. I could have been playing like a big, big, big team right now, but you know, I got a knee injury. Now I'm focused on the podcast. But no... Jamal, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. So, let's just let's get straight into it. So, how did the love of football begin? Where did this come from? Though? Did you just wake up today and just like, I love football? Or football? Since I was maybe about four or five, I started to love that shirt. I like it a lot. Man United supported that. So, I grew up watching football. My dad used to show me some videos, my uncles. So ever since then, I've been playing football. I started football when I was, I think, around seven years of age, Sunday League. I was just playing, playing, because I, I just loved the sport, to be fair. So did it, at, at what point were you like, damn, this sport is really something that I want to do for myself? Um, to be fair, I wasn't really confident in myself, in football, when I was younger. So I'll say around maybe just after high school, which was 16, 17 years of age, I went to play football in, for college. 
And then I thought to myself, rah, like, I'm actually good, yeah. you know, I'm actually a good player because um, when I trained one training session, my coach said, oh, um, the head of recruitment for Watford FC, like, thinks you're good, he likes you. So I thought to myself, I can have a career in football. Okay. So ever since then, put in work. That's good, that's good. And in terms of the football part, I mean, for the people that don't know or the people that want to know, um, he's actually my close, close cousin. And we we played together football for like four years. We used to be a very, Musa, I don't know, I don't think you know this, we used to be a very deadly duo. <laughs> people used to be scared of us. Okay. When they see us like uh, on the pitch together, it's he always assists me. For some reason, like he, he knows the way I play. If he has the ball, I just have to run. That's what I have to do. Just Let me say something. If Monty didn't get a knee injury, yeah. he'll be playing for Man United right now. <laughs> yeah, Monty is so good. Like, I've played with Monty in different pitches. Every time that he plays, he's better than everyone on the field. Like, everyone. He's fat, you know. <laughs> he has a belly right now. But still, he is that good. Whenever he turns to the goal, it's a goal. So... Tell me, Jamil, how is your football journey been like since when you started? <sighs> That's a good question. Yeah. Very, very tough. Very tough. So, I started playing football when I was seven years old. Um, it was Sunday League, a club called Princess Park. Okay. Started from then. And just playing, just playing, just... I'm a kid, I love football. I was a striker, actually, at first. And then... I went down. <laughs> I went from striker, I even goalkeeper as well. Okay. And then right back. So after Sunday League, um, I went to a club called Rapade, where me and Monty played together. Okay. This is when we was 15. Yeah. 15. So then, that was Sunday League, and then after um, after high school, I went straight into football college. Okay. Because. Um, education wasn't really for me okay. so and because I wanted a career in football I went straight to a football college so I spent um, a whole year there I was meant to spend two years but um, when I was playing there um, I got scouted for a club called Aldershot Town okay. so that's when my career like started properly so then I went to Aldershot Town got offered a two-year scholarship and then I played there for two years very good football was really enjoying myself and then got offered a third year um, scholarship and in my third year scholarship I got injured Wow! like a big injury that ruined my season okay and yeah just now I'm still getting back to fitness just recovered from injury and I'm working Hard. How has the injury affected you? How is it affecting you right now? Right now, um, so yeah, um, the injury really affected me because um, I did get released from the club. I've been there for, I was there for three years and I was playing a lot like good football at the time I got injured. And then they released me and that's how football is. So right now you don't have any club? Right now I'm a free agent right now. Just getting back to fitness, you know, keep training every day okay. and inshallah we'll see what happens. Yeah, right now you are in Tanzania, so you know we have two very big clubs right here in Dar es Salaam. 
Simba and Yanga. And the other day you had the game, right? Yeah. On Simba Day. Yeah. So would you like to play for Simba or Yanga? I would love to play for Simba. Sorry, Yanga fans, but Simba looks like it's a great team. Oh. Great stadium. It was amazing when I went to go watch. It was very nice. Yeah, Monty, so you can put him into Listen, the Simba. Sort me out, bro. Club. For fun fact is I'm actually his agent. Yeah, so. forgot to say that, guys. Monty here is my agent. <laughs> but I mean, you know, is uh, looking at football, man, football is actually so tough. And for the people that actually think that it's so easy, we, we've, all of the fun, good thing is we've all played football here. We all think that it's so easy. You know, fun, fun, let me say a fun story is that I remember personally, I used to think that school is not for me. And I wanna just wanted to play football. I was like, I want to be a footballer. You see what Musa was saying? I don't know. Like, I, everyone used to tell me the same thing. So I was like, you know what? Let me pursue my dream. So I told my parents that I want to do this, I want to do this. And they, thankfully, they actually supported me. And we went to the UK. Funny thing is, um, when I got there, I met my cousin. And he was playing football as well. And I was like to him, I came here because I want to play for Manchester United. You know, he looked at me and started laughing. Yeah. <laughs> it's something about like, you don't know how to play football. It's the fact that it's not easy. You know, um, it's very hard, man. Like, for example, if you look at Jamil, um, we've seen him play football. For the guys that haven't, then go make sure you guys go check out his page. He's got his own highlights on there. You guys can check it out. He's a very good player. But sometimes things are hard. For example, if you look at the story of him having the whole, uh, what's the word, having the whole injury thing. It's things that set you back, but you just have to come back. But then at the same time, sometimes the club might not support you because why did they not support him when he went through injury? But I mean, on top of that, I would like to ask you, so do you do everything yourself or do you have like an agent? To be fair, you know what? I didn't know nothing about agents when I was 18 years of age. I didn't know nothing about agents. Um, to be fair, when I, when I went to the club, when I got scouted, I didn't really know nothing about you know, agents, um, how academies work. So I had to do everything, I had to research. I had to do everything myself. Um, let me tell you one, guys something, yeah? Make sure you find a correct agent because agents can mess you up. <laughs> I'm telling you that it's a fact. It's a big fact. Is that from experience? Yep. Agents so, can really mess you up, bro. So do you feel like if you had another agent, if you had me, from early, do you think if I had Monty from early, hey, yeah. I would have been paying for Ajax. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, for real, guys, man, um, just make sure you connect with the cor correct um, agents because they will mess you up. Okay, okay. So, you know, being released from a football team just because of injury is a very big setback for anyone, right? So, talking about your case, how has being released affected you and how are you planning to bounce back because I know you're going to bounce back eventually so the main reason why I got released from my club was because I got a major injury okay. so what happened was um, I dislocated my elbow and I had to get surgery as you man can see yeah, yeah. Um, so basically what happened was I was going up for a header yeah. and the guy like while, while I'm in the air he pushed me and then I fell on my arm and it, oh. So yeah, that that um, I was out for about eight months or so. Yeah. So um, the thing is, before I got injured, I was playing. I'll say my best football that I've ever played. Like I was training first team, 
you know, playing every minute, starting every game. Okay. And just the fact, just to hear that from your coach yeah. when playing so good. And I got released for not being um, like I was playing bad. It's because of my injury. Yeah. So that day, it was a very sad day for me. I didn't really expect it. I thought my coach was going to tell me, yeah, stay for an extra year and okay. just see how you are. But he said he let me go. So, um, talk about the injury and being the whole release part. How did that mess up your mental health? I went through a lot when I got injured. Um, as I said, I was out for eight months. I was in a cast, couldn't move my hand, couldn't do anything. So, mentally, I was mentally like drained. Not playing football for eight months, just sitting in bed. Um, I was very depressed sometimes as well, because all I'm doing is sitting in bed looking at my wall while all my other teammates are are playing and th these times I'm released as well so I'm injured and without no club so you must know what I'm going through right I'm going through a lot so um, mentally I was drained depressed as well and um, to be fair I had very good people around me though I had good people around me my family my friends course you you have to have good people around you when you're down you know and the thing is as well I say something as well um, you have to talk you have to talk to someone whether it's your girl whether it's your mum your brother sister whatever talk it out don't let it, don't let it be inside you because that will mess you up even more and that's the thing that I done I didn't really talk I didn't talk to no one until someone actually came to me and talked so I think that's what made me worse as well. That's um, a thing is just talk, talk it out, man. So we, we, we usually talk, look at this a lot, though. I mean, so we in our podcast we mention a lot about resilience, being able to bounce back from a situation that has happened. So what are your plan on bouncing back? How do you plan on bouncing back into the football in your football career? As of right now, um, all I'm doing is training, gym working hard, eating well, just getting back into shape, you know, getting my arm working properly. Mm. And yeah, this is a, it's going to be a big comeback. Big, big comeback, I think. Give me a year or two and I'll be signing a professional contract. Inshallah. Since you have been injured, you know, it's a very difficult time that you are going through. So, do you have any rituals that you do that helps you with this hard time that you're facing? I think the best ritual is God, man. All I do is just pray. Just have to pray. Make dua. You know, thing is, yeah, God's always watching you. God's always, um, you always have to believe in God. I mean, nothing can go wrong if you're praying, right? So, yeah. But I mean, let's go back into the whole thing about the football part. So, apart from football, is it something that, like, this is where I'm just going to make my own destiny or are you, like, 50-50 in it? I'm 100% in it. Have to. For me, I have to make it because at one point, I was going to quit. And you know this, right? I was going to quit. This is literally last year. 
nothing was working for me nothing even i tried um um getting jobs and i never worked all i've done is played football and school tried getting jobs didn't get no jobs it was hard for me all i was doing is sitting at home so um yeah so jamil you're injured right now but uh let's talk about your future aspirations so apart from you playing what other things that you think you can contribute to the world of football since you love football with all your heart so in the future i've always i've always wanted this to happen inshallah what i want to do is um like make an academy in well i'm from kenya but i've got family in tanzania of course monty so what what i want to do is um, make an academy full of um kids that want to be a footballers and um so that academy i want them to have like an opportunity to like play football and take it serious and um have an opportunity to make it as professional footballers whether that's in africa uk spain france whatever so i want them to have an opportunity which i had in uk so um they can become footballers so inshallah one day me monty and yourself musa yeah we'll do that but i mean you've played football in tanzania right you've played football in kenya we've, we've played together and you see the talent that is here do you think um there's a lot of talent here but there's they don't they don't have opportunities to wow guys ugh. there's a lot of ballers in this in this um especially this country there's a lot of ballers in africa but they don't have the recognition they don't have the opportunities which that's what i want to do and help them out to get the opportunity so they become footballers because boy hey there's a lot of good footballers here man like a lot yeah that's true man so it, it comes it, com- it all comes back to the to the world of the word of exposure yeah you could say exposure like thing is i feel like it's it's not really about because if you wanted to make it real or make it serious yeah. we can do it but it's not us it's the i feel like it's the culture yeah i feel like our culture is so based on like just studying and not focusing on extracurricular activities that could make us do things that are serious because for example if you look at things for example right now yeah we have streamers that get paid more than rappers that get paid more than people who go work 9 to 5 from studying like footballers ronaldo's messi messi's contract that's that's fake fam crazy money man that's fake that's not even money anymore i don't know that guys <laughs> even the uh, mbappe mbappe yeah <laughs> ronaldo like that's crazy man people going to saudi right now True. So I feel like if we were to also focus on this, not us obviously because I don't have a kid. Yeah. But if our families or if our culture was starting to think, okay, maybe this world is really real. If we start focusing, I feel like it would be different. I feel like that is why people really want to go to the UK or US or people want to travel to go play football yeah. because they think that it's easier there, which is true. It's not easy as in like in terms of playing to get in a team, but it's easier get recognized yeah. Yeah. like here here it's a long process man yeah. so for the people that are watching for the parents that are watching 
let's start focusing on not focus not obviously i don't have to be 100 percent, but let's, let's start leaning on extracurricular activities could be swimming yeah. your kid could be a top swimmer and get paid more than what if they could get if they went nine, nine to five yeah. so i feel like that's where we go wrong to be honest yeah it's true that most parents in tanzania if their kid says like i want to play football they always like this motivate their kids yeah. to play football because normally how they grew up back in the days football was not like a good career you, you cannot get paid well playing football in tanzania back then so most parents they, they still have that mentality mm. and also monty you talked about exposure and football you know that's like very important remember i've i've seen you play football and bro you are playing so nice if i could take you to a local club here let's say simba or yanga there's no striker who could compete with you why you. because of exposure you yeah. played abroad you went there to an academy you learn how to play football and one day you actually told me like man these guys here at the pitch they're using so much energy to play something that's very simple so yeah exposure is very important yeah. in the football world so you cannot compare someone who has been playing here in Tanzania their whole life and someone who went abroad to play football it's true because the other day when I was at Simba Day Jim Austin was like people here lose the ball a lot it's something just to kind of perspective like if you go to the UK it's literally a tactical game here yeah. it's more of like let's fight football. Yeah. I mean you can't really blame how everyone <laughs> plays but it's the truth that's the beauty of the game though that's man. the beauty of the game Every, yeah. everyone's I'm different I'm telling you guys yeah. this African football yeah. It will be the next big thing. I hope. Imagine Africa's football be like Saudi fam. Imagine people wanted begging to go to Africa. That would be crazy. Yeah, we're, we're going to get there, but to take time. A lot of time. Yeah. yeah. So the advice I'll give to my younger self is always train how you play and just always just take things serious. When I was younger, of course, you know, you're a kid, but I never really took football serious. I always used to thought, ah, it's just football, nothing nothing serious is going to happen. I always thought, just like that, you'll turn into a professional footballer. I never knew um, the stages, you know, like, um, to go to an academy, under 18s, this, that, 23s, mm. then first team, and then that's it. Never really understood that. So another advice I'll give is, um, if you really want something, go and do it like don't like crumble on it just go and do it because um me when I, I didn't really want football i mean i wanted football but again i didn't take it serious so just take things serious and that's the advice i give to my younger self to be fair oh what's what about you what advice would you give to your younger self in terms of the football obviously you said you wanted to be a footballer The best advice that I would have given myself is just do it, be consistent, always train so hard, like train harder than everyone. And I would also be looking up to the greatest footballers that have ever embraced this game. So yeah, I think I would make them like my mentors. I would look at Lionel Messi and then after Messi, that's when I would start looking at 
Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Quick question. Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo? Where's Where's Ronaldo's World Cup, bro? <laughs> so <laughs> obviously Lionel Messi, uh, the best Messi footballer fans, ever. Eh? Messi, Messi, Messi. But I mean, you know, it's very true. But also, you can go to our daily lives as well. When you look at it, if you're not going all in, don't blame, don't blame, don't blame anyone else in the future. It's not just football, it's yeah, all, man. It's, 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 it's for life. Yeah. Uh, for example, right now, if we don't get to our goals or if we don't to get where to where we at, me and you cannot go blame maybe the director or we can't go blame social media manager. We can't blame anyone. Yeah. So ourselves are supposed to push it to get to yourself. So for you personally, what you're watching, it's uh, it's all down to you. It's literally there's a song, not a song. It's it's a something that I like to say. It's me versus me. Or another thing you can say when you look at the mirror, who you host do you see? Who you competing against? You're just competing against yourself. So the laziness, we all at some point we all get lazy. Yeah. But it's all about the discipline. If you have discipline, you fight off the laziness. There's some days I don't wanna do a podcast. There's some days I don't wanna come here and shoot a podcast. I'm tired. I have to drive from where I am to come here. But it's discipline that keeps me going. It's what I come here and also having good people around you. For example, if I don't have a podcast, Musa will tell you like, bro. Remember our goal, what we want to do, what we want to achieve, and then it just kicks in. I want to do it. So if you have, as Jesus said, he had good people around him when he was going through it. If you don't have good people around you, people will tell you, for example, go drink, go smoke. Facts. And that's how people Facts. lean away from what they're doing. Yeah. For example, other like this is this is a real life scenario for the people that don't know. For the UK people, a lot of them, after they get released from football, smoke, drink, become a fraud star. Drug dealing. Drug dealer. It's the, it's the path that people choose. So it's, it's not very path. sorry. It's very very easy after football, especially, to get into these things. Very easy, especially in the UK. Okay. So, like, they can't really blame anyone else, but at the same time, like, I'm pretty sure these is this thing, these things are happening because they don't have good people around them. So surround yourself with winners, you're gonna be a winner. Surround yourself with losers, you're gonna be a loser. Facts. Surround yourself with idiots, you're gonna be an idiot. So. Wake up, choose good friends, wake up, be resilient, wake up, do what you want to do, do it 10 times. At the end of the day, we're going to get there, man. We're all going to make our own destinies. That's all I believe. Inshallah. Like, that's a very big point that you said right there. You know, normally, you are an average of five people Mm. that you hang out with. So, if you hang out with people that have no any ambition in life, they're always chilling, you always be chilling. You won't have any ambition as well. So always surround yourself with greatness. So with that being said, Jamil, you know, right here on, a, on this podcast, we are trying to help people make their own destiny. We are trying to help people have knowledge. We are always providing value for free. Despite all of that, we have been facing a lot of criticism from people, negative criticism. We have been facing a lot of insults. Someone will come on the comment section and insult you like personally. Yeah. You don't even know the person. And then you just ask yourself like, why is this guy insulting me? Why I'm just here trying to help, you know? And most time, something that will be talked about is something like, very general and very nice advice but some people just take it out of context and just just rush to the comment section and talk shit Mm. so there's a lot of negative criticism so I'm sure also you as a footballer 
you have been facing a lot of criticism. I don't yeah. know what kind of criticism that you have been facing. So let's talk about that. What kind of criticism you have been facing and how do you handle the critics from people? You know, I always say this, haters are going to hate, right? But you have to love your haters as well, nah? I'm sure you lot love your haters. I love my haters. <laughs> I've seen you guys. Uh, people, I don't know why you guys hate on this, man. But yeah. What I, I just... I really don't care about the haters. Whatever I read, I don't take it into my heart. I just make sure I stick on my football. Just keep playing and keep playing. Like, it happens a lot in football. Insults. Like you've, you guys seen it. Racism is a big thing now as well. Okay. Racism. <laughs> Do you think it's going to stop? Racism. Swear words. There's so many insults in football, but... All you can do is just read them and just keep playing football. Don't take it to heart because you take it to heart, then you're going to start deepening it like, rah, am I really like not good at football? Oh, this, that, this, that. And then you're going to keep playing bad. Yeah? And then things are just going to keep playing on your head and your head. And then that's how it, it happened to one footballer, you know? Who was it? Ooh. I don't know. I don't know what footballer, but. It's happened to many footballers, they just go down. Like Balotelli, Mario Balotelli. Was, that's, that's exactly yeah. what I'm thinking about. Balotelli. Yeah. yeah. He was so good, man. He was so good. You can, you can even say Pogba. People get onto his haircuts, his, I don't know. Maybe that's why he went down as well. Like, you never know what's going through a footballer's head, you know? Yeah. Deli Ali said it. Deli Ali, right? Yeah, Deli Ali was going down yeah, because of the exactly. things he was getting. Well, he was battling mental health. Ment just... Mental health is, is oh, real, guys, it's man. It's very real. It's real. But also looking at that, so what do you think is the most important lesson you've learned on and off the pitch that football has, has taught you? Discipline, 100%. I'll say this because um, when I was younger, I had no discipline. I was rude to coaches, didn't care what they told me, I was rude. Until one, man one manager sat me down and said, you have to have good discipline, this, that. And with, with good discipline comes with good manners as well. For example, in a football way, um, having good discipline and then the way you speak to coaches, for example, and other staff, physios, whatnot, um, it comes with good manners. Mm. And talking with good manners to your coaches then makes you talk good manners to everyone else okay. so I think that's really important as well as it, for you guys too like you guys want to have someone big on this um, podcast you guys have good manners and good discipline so that's one thing that I've like learned I, I think I can say the same when it comes to football man yeah it's all about the discipline I remember obviously as I said we used to play together okay using training like we just just didn't care. We didn't care. It, it, <laughs> didn't care. Let me tell you something as <laughs> well. Matches, yeah? yeah? Me and Monty, you didn't care what the manager says. We always used to fight the other teammates. Oh. It was just no discipline, no manners. But hey, look at us now. I feel like that that's that's what that's the advice you can just give as well. Like discipline should just be there because boy, the days we were fighting, it's usually a good game as well. Because yeah. the reason we get so cocky, the, more, the, the better we play, the cockier we get. 
because you know if you're losing there's no reason for you to be cocky mm. yeah so the better we play the cockier we get and the, if someone should start something just fight so the, qu- the real question is let's say you're fighting right now yeah and on the same day there was a scout there exactly he's not gonna take you exactly so for the footballers that are doing something I used to I, sometimes you look at a player they play they don't care if you're if you're fighting or not they're just so calm composed because end of the day you never know who's watching on and off the pitch mm. I remember just after the pitch fuck this yeah fuck you fuck that then we're saying it loud you and don't know who's it like, watching. Like, like we're walking as if on the world yeah but end of the day it could be ruining our your your own career you could be ruining what someone saw as a potential striker or what because let me tell you something these big clubs here for some reason you guys yeah. might think otherwise but it's, it's an insight we could give it whether the UK club they I can say football comes like last a lot of things come first you're, you're off pitch yeah. um, what do you do off the pitch what do you do on the pitch what do you do off the pitch okay cool football comes as well how do you play or how do you position yourself like it's the small things that they look at that really determine for example Jason has his friend I mean, it's all our friend that was a very good footballer, was a, played for a very good club, but got released because of just discipline. Okay. And you could say the potential is going down. They played for a very good club, okay. but then they got released because of discipline. So yeah. you should ask yourself, if I was that good, why is he not at the club? It's all about discipline. And then you, you never know, maybe someone could be regretting what they did. So one single thing that you do could change it. But at the end of the day, we look at, sometimes us, we look at Ronaldo and laugh. Or he doesn't let his son drink coke. He doesn't let his son do this. Mm. It's the discipline that got him to where he was. Yeah, it's true. So, I think if you don't have discipline, you're not make of anything. Can't. Literally mentioned how I was struggling with the podcast. Coming here, (laughs) you're tired. You wanna do a podcast, but no. What wakes me up is the discipline. Yeah. Once you wake up, do it. Just do it. Yeah, discipline is very important, and discipline. As you said, it can get you whatever you want in this world just by being disciplined. And when I say discipline, I mean like you have to do something, not because you want to. You have to do something because you must do it, no matter how you feel. You just have to show up every single day. If you're a footballer, you have to show up for the training every single day. If you are a content creator, you have to posts create content every single day that's what discipline is all about 100 percent. yeah so that's that guys this is jamal mershid this is his story these are the things that he went through and this is how he's trying to make his destiny in the football world but before we end the podcast we're gonna reintroduce something that we used to do just between me and musa we haven't done that in a while it's gonna be a this or that fire questions so this is just us to get to know a bit of jamal so Let's hear it. And for the people that are watching, you could get to know Jamal. But you guys, make sure you guys follow Jamal's uh, handles. We're going to put them down below. Get to know him. If you have any questions, make sure you guys ask him. He's open to know. I'll make sure he answers because I'm his agent. If he doesn't, he knows what's going to happen. <laughs> I'll answer, guys. I'll answer. <laughs> but, so, Jamal, let's start very quick. It's just 10, 5 questions, this or that. Burger or pizza? Burger. Burger. Early bird or night owl? Nah. Beach vacation or mountain getaway? Beach vacation. Movie night or a night movie night in or a night after the concert? Movie night in. Rock or hip hop? Hip hop. Summer summer sun or winter snow? 
Summer Sun. Fiction or non-fiction? Fiction. Video games or board games? Video games. Video games. Gym workout or outdoor run? Gym workout. Living in the moment or planning for the future? Living in the moment. Oh yeah, so I also have like three more questions. Go on. So who's your favourite player? Right now? Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo. Someone who's going to start like looking at us and... <laughs> no, no, no. What team do you support? Manchester United. What player do you think you play like? Hmm. Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah. He actually does, to be honest. Who do you think I play like? R9. Ronaldo. The, the Brazilian Ronaldo. Okay, now that guy's... This is the end of the... Guy's gaslighting me. And I would like to end the podcast here before things get in heated here. But guys... Please, guys, make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe, and tune in for the next episode to learn more and empower your own future. Goodbye, guys.